0: Hello, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Aid Radio. I hope that you're doing very well. I am uh, chatting with the esteemed Jason, Adam, and Pete from The Motorhome Diaries. And for those of you who don't know uh, about this, The Motorhome Diaries is a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio about drug use. Oh, sorry. I think I may have the wrong uh, the wrong version of that. Uh, but it is a a rambling freedom fest that is going around the country, uh, talking to people about their experiences of pursuing liberty. Uh, Outside, sometimes outside the existing system, but sometimes within it. And uh, I've uh, been—I've heard uh, quite a lot about this uh, roving band of merry pranksters, and have been quite curious to hear their tales. And uh, um, so we've chatted a little bit. We've decided to set up a call, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time out. Uh, I'm married and in my 40s, so for me, 10 p.m. on a Saturday night is not interfering with too many of my raves. And as you can see by the lighting system, I look like a rather large albino. Thumb because I haven't really been getting much sun sun lately. So uh, for me, it's not interfering too much, but I guess for you guys, uh, on a Saturday night, the party hasn't really started yet. So I think that we'll try to respect that and get you out there in time for the freedom race. So uh, uh, I'm not sure who's going to lead off, but uh, I guess my basic question is. You know, what is it, uh, the, this journey that you're on, and, uh, and how did it come about? Was, there, was it a collective effort? Was it one person who swept everyone else up in their enthusiasm? Uh, but uh, if you could tell, and um, please give your website, I think it's motorhomediaries.com, but uh, give the website and, any, a, and your up, up, upcoming stops, uh, that would be great. So, uh, how did this all come about, and, and how long has it been going on, and what, is your, uh, what have your experiences been of it? Uh, Pete, you want to take it?
1: yeah sure um this idea it was uh Jason's kind of an ideas guy, and we had uh him and i we had met each other at the uh, two thousand and five uh, free state projects porcupine freedom fest uh spoke a little bit there, but then we got to know each other through the movement here in d c We're both working in the uh, libertarian think tank world and uh, uh we're both pretty much activists at heart we thought we could uh take the message of freedom from K Street to Main Street, and uh, like I was saying, Jason's kind of an ideas guy. He's coming up with this idea, and at the time, we had, I think, a lot of ideas we could have gone with, and this just happened to be one that we did, so we, uh, I quit my job to do this, and um, had, and then Jason and I hit the road. The initial plan was to uh, have a rotating third crew member uh, throughout the journey, but we were fortunate to come across Adam. He got ref- uh, referred to us from a mutual friend, Allison Gibbs, and, um, uh, we were just fortunate to have them. So essentially uh, we go around, we, we point cameras at folks, uh, We our tagline is searching for freedom in America, and we we actually uh, ended a week and a half ago in San Francisco, but we were on the road for seven months, uh, we went 21,000 miles, we hit 43 of the lower 48 states, and we had planned to come to Canada a couple times, but uh, because of an incident that we'll probably get into later, we were unable to do so.
0: And if I understand it right from reading your website, you guys did uh, effectively attempt to go uh, carbon neutral by not showering uh, or shaving. Is that correct?
2: Well, we didn't have a uh, hot water heater on Marv, unfortunately. So um, it wasn't necessarily by choice, but um, we did. uh, There there might have been a few nights that uh, we didn't shower, and by a few, I mean 15. um, But, uh, you know, we... uh, you know, we, we did what we could to survive, and uh, it, it was actually all right. Uh, we had you know, 30 feet of space on that motorhome uh, with three guys. I'm sure um, Adam and Pete uh, will agree that um, it's, uh, it's kind of nice to, uh, to uh, not uh, be in, in that uh, environment, but uh, it was a great experience.
0: And really, there's little more liberating in life than showering, by rolling down the windows when it's raining and uh, just <laughs> that has happened. a little bit, right? That's, that's the way to go. <laughs> sure, yeah. oh, if only we had a sunroof, this would be luxury. So how did you, how did you find places to go and, and how did you find people to meet and what was the general reception and uh, all that kind of good stuff? Let, let me live vicariously as a guy who's been housebound with a baby for 10 months. Let me feel the wind in my hair. Hang on, let me, let me get ready. Okay, go. <laughs>
3: uh, well this is Adam um, essentially we found people I mean Jason and Pete were in the, uh, the World in DC and uh, had a lot of contacts with, uh, throughout their previous work and uh, we basically bumped around and helped meetups through uh, Facebook and just uh, went along there meeting like Living on the Rock other organizations and uh, meetup groups and using contacts with our own friends and the reception I think was great all around
0: so the yeah, general pattern, the sorry r- to interrupt, the general pattern was you would roll into town, um, a group of, um, uh, of nurses would give you sponge baths, uh, and uh, then you would uh, mix among the civilized washed, uh, and so what, what would generally happen when you'd roll into town, you'd have a group there to meet <laughs> you, and what would go down from there?
2: It wasn't always nurses. Sometimes um, it would be um, doctors, fully licensed doctors. But, um, yeah, I mean, different things would happen in, in different uh, cities. Um, sometimes people would give us a, a tour of the area. Um, we would always have a good point person on the ground who would uh, help bring in local folks. And we'd have what's called a meet-up, uh, which is just an excuse to drink with uh, um, pro-freedom individuals and, uh, and get to uh, interview, tell their stories if um, – if there were interesting people, we would try to uh, uh, score some interviews uh,
0: for the documentary. And uh, yeah, when, when to, we, I'm sorry, let me yeah. not interrupt. Please, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, when we hit the road, we knew there were a few things that we wanted to hit up. Jason wanted to go to Liberty Summer Seminar in Canada, and we had an event in L.A. to make it to, and I wanted to go to Waco and Ruby Ridge. But besides that, our schedule was pretty flexible. We, we let folks know a few weeks ahead of time where we were going to be, try to coordinate. Uh, but we did learn a ton on the road, so by the end, we, were, we had a much more efficient system. We, we uh, let folks know of our, our last three months of our itinerary so we could have uh, more time planning with point people on the ground, getting the word out to local media. We had folks helping us with all that, so we, we, uh, we ended pretty strong.
0: And are you going to uh, – I guess you have a huge amount of footage from this. Are you thinking of putting it together, or is that the purpose, to put it together into a documentary?
2: uh yeah uh, so pete is uh, is taking point on that we're going to hopefully do a a 90 minute feature length documentary uh, of our experiences we both have like uh, 2 terabytes of uh, of footage that we've collected all over the country so um yeah there's a lot to go through but um it it was great uh, we got to meet a lot of great people with the excuse of uh, you know uh, talking to them with a with a video camera in between us so um we're going to do that we're going to do a book as well um And so, yeah, we just want to tell these stories and uh, of of the people that are, you know, out there and, uh, you know, in America that are trying to uh, resist uh, big uh, Leviathan government uh,
0: and trying to uh, stand up their their rights. Now. Obviously, you had some idea of what it was you were going to – and this, this does remind me, uh, not to date myself too much, but this does remind me a little bit of uh, Easy Rider, right? The, the, the idea of going, going to look for freedom in America and kicking over every stone to try and find it. When you went out, you obviously had certain expectations as we all do whenever we embark upon anything. What met your expectations uh, the most and what deviated from your expectations the most looking back on it?
1: Uh, I guess I would say, like, we we met a ton of good people, and uh, we were – I was excited to see, uh, hear from all these individuals, like, their different journeys that they they made, what books, what speakers, what, you know, different ideas turned them on, and uh, so that way – Uh, We could share their stories with other people. Uh, So folks who may not know anyone in their area who has similar views, like who are self-described voluntarists or ANCAPs or something, they could, uh, you know, form a community. We would leave meetups or maybe people in the same town working on the same project. And after we left, they they would know each other. There could be some synergy there. Or we could connect them with folks elsewhere in the country. So uh, it's just really exciting to see all the different projects going on right now.
2: Yeah, if I could take a crack at that question, um, uh, you know, uh, Pete and I, we thought it would be a great idea to um, uh, split the cost of a motorhome and hit the road. Uh, and, you know, we had we had some kind of a game plan. You know, we wanted to do meetups. We wanted to do interviews. But um, uh, the thing I was surprised about most is that just the, the folks are really wonderful out there. Um, I mean, we couldn't have... Done what we did if it wasn't for you know the, the people that we met with along the way um, whether they opened their homes up but uh, just made us a meal um, let us shower um, or you um, just you know were the point person for the meetup um, it was uh, it, it, remarkable um, you know when we were oh we I mean we we were arrested in, in Jones County and um, that's when we got on a lot of people's radars. Um, and, you know, bail money was donated uh, for our cause, and, um, you, know, uh, you know, people called the uh, the jail where we were at. So, um, yeah, it, it would have been a totally different operation if it was just Pete, Adam, and myself working alone, but we had a, a strong network of hundreds of people that uh, made it possible.
0: Well, thanks. And uh, just remember, if you're talking, to look into the camera, not the screen. Otherwise, you look vaguely autistic, and not in a good way. Um, and oh. an excellent driver. Um, and um, uh, what did you get arrested for, and and what was the story behind that? And Because uh, and, uh, you you look hardened, you really do, and I'm sure one of you has full-body tattoos, which we can look at later, but um, what, uh, what, uh, what was the story behind that? Uh,
2: well, I guess, we guess I'll take that
0: one.
2: The,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to jump in because I have the most tattoos. As right,
0: saying.
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> being, being the most tattooed member of Motorhome Diaries, I guess I'll tackle this. Uh, we were essentially arrested in Mississippi, We were pulled over for having temporary license plates because Jason and Pete had just purchased the RV a couple months prior to that, and um, the officer said that Mississippi didn't issue those uh, uh, cardboard paper tags. So he pulled us over to look at it and and essentially escalated the uh, the situation as we were pulled over. Um, He asked Pete to come out and produce all his state uh, paperwork, and then when I came out, I had a camera and... They didn't like to that and essentially really wanted in the RV and, uh, like I said, escalated the situation where we ended up arresting all three of us. They, uh, had us detained for like 12 hours and then just ended up charging us with real broad charges like, uh, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and of all things for Pete, possession of a beer in a dry county, um, a, a county had no intention of stopping in, nor did we know it was a dry county, so.
0: Right, right. And, and uh, and-
3: And if I could add,
1: the the beer was unopened and in the refrigerator. And this was in Jones County, Mississippi, by the way. And the the resisting arrest charge that uh, Jason got was because, uh, per the Supreme Court ruling, he does not have to produce government-issued ID because he was not the driver. He was sleeping at the time we got pulled over, and so he refused to produce ID. They eventually choked him and tackled him and pepper sprayed him. And then Adam was arrested for disorderly for filming during the police stop, and they deleted that footage. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, places where they violate our rights. It was clear that day, you know, who the aggressors were. They were the folks with badges. So we're just trying to hold them accountable.
0: And uh, in what way did it uh, – uh, what, what, what were the sequences around the escalation um, that you talked about? You know, because they start off somewhat innocuous. is because they expect full compliance, right? So they always start off pretty innocuous. And then when they – come across people who are knowledgeable about their rights, who are knowledgeable about what is acceptable and not acceptable in police police procedure. Uh, They don't like it so much. Was that the fundamental cause of the escalation, or was there something else?
1: Yeah, we have all this documented at jonescountysheriff.com, but I'll let Jason take it.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, Pete was the driver at the time. The vehicle was registered in his name. Uh, you know, the the officer uh, did pull us over because of the uh, paper license plates, they said. Um, but, you know, so Pete came out. You know, he's ordered out of the vehicle, produced every single piece of paper that uh, he was asked for, did everything fine. And then uh, we were ordered out of the vehicle. That's when uh, Adam came out with a video camera. We are filming an almost real-time documentary, and we film everything, including um, uh, so-called authorities. And um, and so uh, the officer told Adam to uh, put the camera down. Adam explained, you know, this is for accountability purposes. When a second officer came up, uh, Adam was told to put the camera down. Adam uh, politely declined, and then the officer uh, ripped the camera out of Adam's hand, uh, handcuffed him, threw him in the back of the patrol car. Um, And then uh, after Adam was uh, subdued, uh, they asked me for the identification, and uh, then they assaulted me after I uh, politely declined as well. Uh, So I'm in the, so I have pepper spray in my eyes, I'm sitting in the back of the patrol car with uh, with Adam now, and... uh, then, uh, then, you know, they really had nothing that they could arrest P for. I mean, uh, the, the beer that was in a, in a, a locked RV—they uh, found that through an illegal search. And so, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, all all of these charges are, are bogus. Uh, so much so that we have a uh, a, a good legal team that uh, that came to our defense, and uh, we we were tried in the local Jones County uh, court, and uh, we were found guilty. But uh, now we're going to we started the appeals process um, because we're not going to stop until there is actual justice. The only criminals that day were um, wearing badges uh, from the Jones County Sheriff's Department.
0: Well, it is something that I think is quite true, that there are all of these supposed rights that are written down on paper that people are supposed to have. um, But if you don't. Uh, think that you have them or don't know that you have them and comply, you're not in any trouble. It is only when you actually start to hold uh, these cops uh, to the rules that they claim to represent that you see the truncheons come out so I mean I'm obviously terribly sorry and sympathetic for what happened but uh, it, is not, uh, it is not at all unusual you're, you're fine as long as you sort of bow and scrape and, and, kick and lick their boots but when you start to talk about the rights that you have from a knowledgeable standpoint uh, having copies of the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or whatever then uh, uh, they get really pissed off by having those kinds of limitations it's almost like the rights the, the, the rules that are supposed to restrain them are sort of uh, red uh, flags in front of a bull's face—it just tends to uh, to anger them rather than restrain them. It's d- d- they do the exact opposite of their intended purpose in some ways, right?
2: And, and if I can Absolutely. jump in, I mean, uh, so you know, we were in a motorhome and they pulled us over. At the time, it wasn't painted; it was white. You know, looked uh, rather ordinary, but uh, you know. um uh, a lot of people don't have, you know, people following them on Twitter and, and know what's uh, going on. And uh, so, you know, we think of this is a very important fight so that uh, other people um, can stand up for their rights and so we can... Uh, really exposed what's going on in Jones County, Mississippi. Um, like Pete mentioned, there's a website, JonesCountySheriffs.com, which is just filled with the stories of the out-of-control sheriff's department there. And so we're going to keep at it. I mean, we, we we actually spent a week in Jones County when we went there uh, for the trial. Um, and the, the people there are super. They a lot of them would stop by, shook our hands, um, you know, gave us a lot of support. A lot of people showed up to court that day uh, to support us. And so. Um, you know we we owe it to them uh, you know to uh, to get justice in this case and, and get them a better sheriff's department at the very least.
0: right, right. was that the only major brush that you had uh, with the law? Uh,
1: the only other time I mean the, the uh, problems we had were in uh, direct result of this. We tried to go from Vermont into Ontario. We had uh, meetups in Toronto. Um, in Montreal, Toronto, and Windsor, and we're going to go to Liberty Summer Seminar, but they detained us for five hours. They brought a lot of our literature inside, which included some Alliance for Libertarian Left pamphlets. Um, they were looking at our website for a while, and it was funny because the, the blog post that we had just written was talking about the arbitrariness of political boundaries. So they're like on our website looking at all this stuff. They held us for five hours, brought us into interrogation rooms, like pat us down, and you know they wouldn't let, let us have cameras, wouldn't let us have our firearms there, but for some reason, they have, you know, those items there in plenty, and they're supposed to be uh, our servants. So uh, anyway, they later denied a century. They first thought it, uh, they were going to cite a um, – uh, what was it called, Jason? A, a heinous propaganda. And, right. and then they later uh, cited a, a rep, um, an immigration act that essentially says if you, if you committed an offense that would have been deemed guilty in Canada – Uh, we have the right not to allow you entry. So they said our pending charges uh, prevented us entry. And then coming back over, we had about an hour on the U.S. side, but then Later, when we were in Detroit, we were getting a tour of Detroit, a driving tour by with uh, Paul Kersey, who works at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy, and he was talking about how big government there pretty much destroyed the city, just pointing out things, showing public housing and whatnot, and we took a wrong turn. They were doing construction, and we pretty we couldn't turn around. We had to go across the Ambassador Bridge, so they were held for two hours on each side. Uh, we put out a video on this because we were able to capture some audio uh, footage, but both, both the Canadians and the... Uh, Homeland Security on the American side deleted footage and uh, you know essentially like try to intimidate us and ran dogs through our vehicle and uh, you know I didn't I didn't sign the form that said I would draw my they said so we'll sign this form that says you would you want to withdraw your consent to enter Canada and we'll let you go and I said well I didn't apply to enter Canada and they're like well that's not what this is about and it, what it's about is me seeding that they're in my authority and I I don't believe that so I didn't sign it and Ryan Maddox who was riding with us at the time wrote the word resist. And the signature line was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and uh, it should be noted that they uh, touched us in our bathing suit area. And uh, the, the audio that uh, Pete uh, had running, um, uh, it had the officers giggle about uh, uh, them having to uh, frisk us. So not, uh, not too professional. And so, like, like we say, you know, all those border checkpoints should be replaced with something that people actually want, like Tim Horton's coffee shops.
0: Absolutely. Something, something that the market would actually require, because I'm sure, as we yeah. all know, the government is the exact mirror of what everybody doesn't want, because if they wanted it, it would be supplied in the free market. They say the government reflects the will of the people. That's nonsense. The government re- represents the exact opposite of the will of the people. Microsoft and, uh, and Linux represent the will of the people and Tim Hortons. The government represents exactly what people do not want, which is why it has to be enforced through violence, but anyway, we're not here for my rants, but for your stories, so um, uh, can you, uh, is there more that you want to add, because I have uh, some more questions as, of, as well.
1: Adam, do you want to talk uh, about Michelle Seven story?
0: Uh,
3: the tax register in uh, Nashville? Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, well, while in Nashville, we, uh, through uh, the social networks, got a hold of Michelle Seven, who is uh, this single parent of three who uh decided that the irs sent her a letter saying you owe us this amount and uh if you don't pay us you know we're gonna come and uh take it from you and she just decided that you know what you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna do nothing and ignore this and uh say you know she has the moral objections to um paying taxes and so she's just gonna take a fight with the irs and it's kind uh, of inspiring it's one of our most viewed videos um and essentially uh I think it's going to really help people if we can start highlighting some people to lead by example and uh, do some tax through
0: And where, sorry, where again can people see that video?
3: Um, it's on, uh, it's com backslash uh, 7, I think, or Michelle 7.
2: But, yeah, uh, you can Google, Google search for Michelle 7, uh, Motorhome Diaries, and you'll be able to find it.
0: It's often struck me as... Um tragic comic and, and something that in the future will, will be looked at with a vague, disquieting horror, that if you want to look at government working uh, at the really abstract level, like if you want to go and, uh, in here in Canada, you can go and watch a parliamentary session, you can go and watch a political debate, you can look at all the political ads that you want, you can read all the political literature. If you want to see the, um, you know, the magician's slate of hand, the, quote, civilized site, uh, side of, of government, the debating and the suits and the formalities and so on, then you're welcome to come and look at these things uh, but if you actually want to see what the government really does and if you want to you know, take footage of what the government actually really does in terms of uh, you know, the guns to the head or the hands in the jammies as you were saying, uh, well then you can't see that right? you, you simply can't lift the lid and look at what is actually going on underneath all the fluff and pomp and propaganda at the the gun in the room. Uh, And that's something that is, uh, you know, the people who only look at the debates and the the law and so on and don't actually see the thugs at the bottom who are pushing people around with guns, um, they don't understand what government is. And they, they do a lot to try and keep that kind of footage out of the public eye.
2: Yeah, the whole experience with the uh, Canadian border uh, so-called authorities uh, was Orwellian. They, uh, they wouldn't give names. There was no, uh, you know, name tags. Uh, all they had was a number, uh, and so they would give you their, like, uh, the, the number that they wore on their flak uh, their, their vest um, if you wanted to make complaints. It was, uh, it was quite an uh, unusual experience. Yeah, and the, and the lady we dealt with
1: last who later turned our property back over to us on the way out, she, she said, I don't want to see my face and my name on YouTube. And I said, I said, well, you know, we're as individuals responsible for our actions. And she's like, this is just a job. I just work for the government. I said, you chose to take this job, and you're enforcing the rules. And, you know, we just pushed back quite a bit. So it was pretty fun.
2: Wow. Yeah, so we we obviously have strong opinions about (laughs) about, uh, the the state, but – Our mission was to, uh, you know, point cameras at the the people doing wonderful things in the freedom movement. Uh, The government chose to make themselves part of the story. Um, And so we would take uh, copious notes, you know, we would uh, audio record, video record every step of the way. And now they're a part of the story. So uh, I mentioned all the good guys, you know, the people in the freedom movement um, that we covered and uh, befriended. There's bad guys in the story, too, and they put us in cages and, um, yeah, uh, violated our property and our person.
0: I think your audio is um, muted. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, so you said that uh, you were on the road for seven months, and was it 21,000? How many miles did you cover? 21,000
3: plus, right? So we're
0: between 21, 21,000 22,000? I think yeah, certainly right. what my listeners, the number one question that I would imagine is on their minds is, when you started out, how many bottles of beer were there on the wall? Um, because that, that would seem to be quite a few. And then how accurate was the countdown uh, as as you went along?
3: I don't actually think we ever sang that song once. We it. You're
0: going to have to start again. <laughs> you're going to have to go and get that RV and get out there again because we need to know how many bottles of beer there are on the wall. But sorry, go on. That's all right.
3: That's a good question. We, have, we haven't succeeded in finding that answer.
0: We're going to have to go back out, guys. Actually, you might just want to go and count the well, uh, answers along you can, the road. Can, sorry? Uh, if you if you want to join us, we can
2: start a, a version now. Um, but uh, <laughs> seriously, uh, people would start donating. People would start donating money uh, to Motorhome Diaries, and uh, uh, they would be like, "Yes, yeah, for gas and beer." And Pete and I would always have to say. We don't really drink beer. We we find that liquor is much quicker. Uh, but, uh, you know, people uh, people wanted to uh, make sure that we uh, we did have enough alcoholic beverages. Uh, well, but and the problem it, is, of course, well, another that if cool you, thing if you run great. out of
0: gas, you can't use beer. But if you have really distilled spirits or absinthe, you can. Uh, so it's a dual purpose with the harder liquor, yeah. which you just don't get with beer. There,
3: there, there was one night when it was getting pretty cold that we did buy a bottle of rum
0: uh, for heat. <laughs> That's how we for five Man, now it's starting to sound like a sailor's tale, you know,
3: we <laughs> run <laughs> pirates and
0: tattoos. <laughs> <All> then <right.
3: Right. laughs> I, I won't, I won't talk about the pirate costume. <laughs> well, really.
1: well, yeah, if we're Pete Leeson's variety of pirates, <laughs> I'm all right with that.
3: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And what was uh, if there was and you probably each have a different one or maybe it's the same. But what was um, one of the high points or the high point that you you sort of will the thing you will take to your grave about the trip as the best? Obviously, you've had the negative stuff with the state thugs, but the best part of the trip that you will uh, uh, you will take to your grave. What was that for you guys? Or the best moment? Uh, I I'll go first, I
3: guess. Adam. Uh, I don't know if there's like a single to one. There's, there's a bunch of great ones, like Pork Fest for the first time, being in Keene. Um, Austin was really cool. Nashville was awesome. Um, our final meetup on the beach was great, so I got a lot. I mean, for me, just the overall experience, like uh selfish side, personal side, is uh, the growth and just uh, getting out there and seeing that uh, there's a lot of activity. The Liberty Movement's a lot more active than I thought it was seven months ago, which is essentially what led me to MHD was just wanting to get out of my corner in Wisconsin and just see, see how, how everyone else reacts or, or if they think the same way I do. So, I mean, that was real encouraging, and just the overall experience. It's the whole thing. I can't just pick out one single moment like this was the best time, because to me it was every day. So.
2: Yeah, I, I can't pick out a single thing. It's just uh, all the connections that, uh, you know, we made along the way. Um, I have so many uh, new friends because of that experience, uh, and, and so it was, it was a great seven months.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, I guess I'd probably echo a lot of what these guys have said. Uh, We met great people all around the country. Uh, If I had to point to one thing, I would say, well, for me personally, it was surreal going to Waco and Ruby Ridge, but um, just to document the harms that these folks go to and and the propaganda they they proffer afterwards. But overall, pointing to the Jones County County incident, we had um, a lot of folks – you know, that some folks we didn't even know helped us out, you know, quite a bit, and it really we got a lot of good notes and phone calls from people after that saying uh, that that really emboldened them to, to stand up for their rights, uh, knowing that that community was out there. So it's really great. It's really great. The uh, Internet has helped us destroy geographical boundaries and get around government censorship. So that's, it's great to see. Uh,
0: yeah, and I just wanted to mention um, that uh, for the people who are listening in the chat room, if you have questions that you want to pose to these fine gentlemen, then uh, just type them into the chat room, and I will be happy to um, uh, to to ask them for you. Uh, on a sort of more personal level, you guys were, I guess, sort of like astronauts in that you were you kind of cooped up in a pretty small and enclosed space. Um, how was that on a, on a sort of personal level of, of getting along uh, with each other? Uh, as these guys have told me offline, uh, Pete, I mean, they they said, "Dear God, if he if he plays that Barbara Streisand CD one more time, I think I'm going to lose it." Uh, <laughs> Well, how did you guys get along uh, uh, on an interpersonal uh,
1: basis for that extended period of time? Uh, well, the RV was small. It was a 30-foot, but we, uh, we like to say our backyard was different every day. We lived, we lived in it, so we, we commuted in it. It was our vehicle. It was our house. We slept there, and we, it was our kitchen. We made food there, but we would work from Starbucks or Panera's or other coffee shops a lot of time. We'd be out interviewing folks or at meetups, so um, we were out quite a bit.
0: And uh did you guys um use a GPS or are you real men? Oh, a GPS the only female company that you had. <laughs> that GPS <laughs> yeah, right. unit starts looking pretty good after a couple of thousand miles hey, what'd you do it later? <laughs> right. You bet I'll recalculate you, you, for you, baby. Sorry.
2: You, you, you know us so well. But, yeah, we ended up using uh, GPS towards the end of the uh, the trip. Uh, but uh, we call Pete Libertarian Terminator because you just need to tell him, like, where the destination is. He would calculate it in his mind for a few minutes and get us there.
0: So, uh, yeah, it was, It's a it great good. man ability to be envied. Uh, we have a question here. How yeah, did you yeah. back up? Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, we as we... Uh, the more time we spent with MHC, the more we figured out where our specific interests lay personally and where our comparative advantages lay. So, uh, you know, Adam was the best driver. You know, Jason made awesome food. You know, he did a lot. He had ideas. He helped do some things, and I did other things. So it was really great to see us working together as a team that way. And I know there's a lot of that similar thing going on elsewhere. So,
0: I just I, I sort of figured that at some point it's going to turn into that scene from the Jim Carrey movie. You know, what's the most annoying sound in the world? Eee! Anyway, um, uh, we have a question here. How do uh, how did you back up your video data from Conversation by the uh, by the next policeman? Because I guess you were sitting on a lot of data, and you were, guess, concerned. Did you did you drop off uh, DVDs in the mail, or how did you back that up as you were going along?
2: Oh no, we sucked at it. Uh, we had. Uh, <laughs> We had Bloody two one-terabyte hard drives. I mean, we were well organized, but we didn't – We video files are large, and so we didn't have time to, like, back them up or um, – anyway, long story short, um, they're fine, they're safe now. Pete has a copy. I have a copy. Uh, but uh, we, we were lucky nothing happened uh, during the experience.
0: Was the, uh, was the bus new or was it uh, secondhand? Uh, it was 2000 We got it off Craigslist, and they uh, got a pretty good deal. And how did it hold up uh, technically?
1: Uh, we we had AAA. Unfortunately, we didn't ever have to use it. Before we bought it, Jason and I had it checked out at a shop here in northern Virginia. We got a green light. Uh, we got the oil change a number of times. We, uh, we had a, a money bomb to get new tires at one point, and folks came through to help us out. Um, but besides that, we got through pretty good until the last few weeks when we got to the Pacific Northwest. We started having some electrical issues. We had to get towed a couple times and brought it to a shop. A guy worked on it, and I think he's a pretty straight-up, honest guy. He just didn't wasn't able to nail it down quite uh, 100%. But we have some friends out in the Bay Area. I think uh, Jason or Adam may want to touch on this, but uh, we are going to have another like a another mechanic check it out pretty quick here.
0: Now, when you crossed over from uh, Canada to the United States, I mean, there are obviously many similarities, but some differences. What were your major impressions of the differences in the freedom movements between the U.S. and Canada?
2: I, I wish I knew. Uh, we were not allowed into, into Canada.
0: Uh, oh, and, I'm uh, so sorry. You to, said that. I apologize. Yeah. I missed it. <laughs> I we, forgot.
2: Now, well... We call this the search for freedom in America, and by America, you know, we mean North America. We wanted to go to Canada. We wanted to go to Mexico. Um, we had four stops in, in Canada, um, but uh, nope, those dastardly border uh, agents uh, didn't want our heinous propaganda in their country. But it's kind of funny. Um, the folks at the Liberty Summer Seminar had us Skype in and uh, give our uh, our talk anyway. So uh, technology once again saves the day. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I was thinking that uh, sometimes you get blocked one place, you can. You know, take the roll the dice and try another port of call, but uh, that sometimes doesn't work.
1: Yeah, and if I could just add to this conversation, just like what happened in Jones County, um, based on the the support we got, our, we have a, a legal team. One, uh, we have a three, essentially a three person like main person legal team with some support. But one of the guys is a former law prof in Indiana, like a national expert on search and seizure, and other guys. Uh, former three-term mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, and another guy was the Ron Paul chair for the state of Mississippi. So a lot of some good folks are doing this pro bono, and we did get contacted um, by somebody uh, who works for an immigration law office in Toronto who offered to help us with this as well. So it really shows the strength of the freedom movement. So for anybody listening out there, I encourage you to go out and take risks. I mean, like, stand on your morals, and uh, folks will be there to help you out.
0: Fantastic. Now, uh, how long do you think it's going to take to work on the documentary and the book and uh – well, answer that, and I'll, I'll ask my other question afterwards. Uh,
2: as far as the book, uh, it'd be nice to have it done by March. What we're going to do is we're going to divide it up into essays, not just uh, Pete, myself, and Adam, but uh, we would like for you know, people that uh, you know, met us, um, had an experience with Motorhome Diaries, to uh, maybe contribute an essay themselves. Uh, we're not going to use an intellectual property. We're going to release it um, online. We're also going to have a book uh, that we're going to sell. Uh, I'll let Pete talk about the documentary, though.
1: Yeah, essentially we put out a call on our uh, blog. We asked if anybody has the skills and the interest to help us with our documentary. So we heard back from folks ranging from college students to some people who have some real, like, industry experience. So we're just – right now we're vetting uh, a few of those leads. And, uh, you know, I know it's going to be a a long process. We have a lot of data to work with. But looking forward to putting something together that's solid because, you know, like, not everybody goes online every day. Not everybody goes to YouTube. So getting these ideas out there in different mediums, we can reach new audiences.
0: So – well, I mean, good, good for you guys for reaching out to the community for expertise. I mean, we, we often as a community will try to do everything ourselves. I know I've been guilty of that too, but um, I think it's a really, really good idea for you to reach out for expertise. Uh, people do love to help other people. It's really the foundation of the voluntarist movement that people want to help. They want to mentor. They want to invest in a cause that they believe in. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people will try and do it all themselves. So I think it's really, really good that you guys are involving people and giving people the opportunity to, to help out. Uh, and is there a contact form if anybody who watches this who wants to give you guys some additional assistance uh, in, in any of these ventures? Uh, there's, is there's a contact form at MotorHomeDiaries.com? Uh, There
2: is a link uh, and and a contact tab uh, also. If they want to send us an email, we'd love to hear from them. But um, also I just wanted to say that, uh, like Pete said, you know, we all have our own comparative advantages. And, um, you know, I encourage people to to team up and and work on projects together. There's a website uh, that we're all a part of. It's uh, FR33agents.net. And it's a social network for uh, people who uh, believe in freedom and want to act on those beliefs.
0: And what's uh, what's next? I mean, you guys sound you know thrilled and excited by this adventure, which of course uh, is thrilling and exciting. Um, when you finish the post-production of the the, the road trip, uh, have you had any thoughts or discussions about uh, what you want to do next? Uh, some sort of low-flying satellite buzz, uh, taking to the sewers. Uh, what is it that you'll be up to next?
3: I think all of us are already trying to dive into summer projects. Like uh Pete's heading up the editing thing, and Jason's doing uh, a lot of legwork for the book. But uh, Jason and I are going to move a, a group of people from uh Southern California to New Hampshire coming up in March, and then tab- to attend Liberty Forum, where then Jason and I will spend the, the rest of at least the summer in New Hampshire. So we're already working on a few other projects, plus the post MHG thing. I mean, who knows where the wind will take us.
0: So you're saying, sorry, that you're moving a bunch of people from California to New Hampshire. Uh, are these people aware of that as yet? Uh, are you just going to sneak up behind them with uh, potato sacks and chloroform, or is it something a little more cooperative?
3: Yeah, yeah. We're going to use an 18 van as opposed to the RV and just kidnap them and see <laughs> right. how, how far or close we can get them to New Hampshire before they realize what's going on. Uh, it's like, but trust no, me, will like right. us later,
2: right? Right, right. Yeah, so everybody are deserves to be free whether they want you or not. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The right.
0: voluntarism starts in just a few days. Right now, not so much. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Stay tuned. But uh but you no, know, there's a, it's actually a, a husband and wife and then a a friend of theirs. They're they're all gonna move. Um they've already they've decided, got in contact with us and then we've asked, you know, if we could film it. Um they'll stop at like organizations along the way, and maybe attend meetups. Uh, statewide they're moving in New Hampshire and, and why they feel that's the chance for living in their lifetime. And Jason and I hope to, uh, be just behind the camera and, and just document these folks, uh, moving, to moving their lives and the adjustment from Southern California to, um, New Hampshire.
0: Right. Uh, who was who stayed, think, and who is it who's If people want to Sorry, find out
2: more. I just wanted to say if you want to find out more, uh, there's a website that is taking shape at libertycaravan.com. And it is a caravan, so there was like the three people that uh, uh, Adam mentioned. But uh, we want a bunch of people to uh, drive with us uh, to go to uh, New Hampshire in time for the uh, Liberty Forum
0: on March 18th. And who was it who said uh, you you quit your job to to do the, um, the Mode Home Diaries?
1: That was me. Uh, I actually had been working. I came to. Jason and I had been working in D.C. I came here for a Cato internship and then uh, worked at Institute for Humane Studies for a bit, but uh, later uh, took over the helm at Bureau Crash, where Jason had worked for, for some time. And uh, initially th- they had backed this project and having me go as the crash in chief You know, it, it was a good time, I thought, we uh, to do this because we had just launched a pretty successful social networking site. There were a lot of freedom-oriented folks getting together on there uh, and networking. Um, so this would be a very good complement for that. But later... They ended up backing out and essentially asked me um, what I would do if they, if they did back out, and I said, well, I hope it doesn't come to that, but I'm going to leave because I believe Motorhome Diaries has more potential than me staying here. I believe I can have a bigger impact advancing the volunteer society, and I haven't regretted it yet. I know, I mean, we basically work from the moment we get up until we went to bed, and, I mean, after, after a couple months in, I told these guys, I said, now I know why, like, music bands, you know, go on tour for a few months, and then they have to take a break because we oh, were working yeah. hard, and um we learned a lot of things. Like we have some knowledge now that if we do similar projects or folks you know will support in the future. We can share ideas and we can, can get all the logistics stuff done ahead of time, get get your point person laid out and your media contact list and things like that. So you don't have to worry about it on the road and you just shoot the documentary and drive. So um but it was great. It was great.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was just wondering because um I mean, as you guys probably know, I mean I I quit a couple of years ago a real job to do this. Crazy internet liberty stuff, and uh, man, oh man, you know uh, you you can't go back. You know that's the challenge, right? This is like smack. You know, you, you you take a step over that line to actually doing something that you're really passionate about, where you're really free, really committed, where it doesn't feel like work. You're so screwed if it doesn't work out. So you know that's why you know I know it's tough sometimes to work on this documentary and so on, but. You know, once you got a taste of that real freedom, you just can't go back. You know, and um, uh, and so I, I hope that it works out because yeah, once once you take that leap, it's uh, you know uh, you you think you're going to fall off a cliff, you end up flying, but uh, it still can be a little dizzying looking down. So congratulations on doing that, and uh, I hope that you guys can get to continue to do this kind of fantastic stuff. I mean, it is a meaningful life well lived to spread ideas and uh, have great conversations with people in the world. I mean, you guys are like, you know, Socrates with air conditioning. It's uh, it's good stuff.
2: Uh, we actually I didn't appreciate- have air conditioning. <laughs> you
0: didn't have air conditioning? <laughs> oh,
2: no, no, no. You will no, never no, it got be able very to hot. sell
0: that bus. That is going to be the stankiest bus on the planet, I swear to God. That's going to be like, that's going to be a worse <laughs> bus than a WWF lower-run sweat fest. Uh,
1: it- it may have actually increased in value because we have like th- hundreds or thousands of like signatures on the ceiling, which is our guest book. There's some pictures online of it, but a lot of freedom fighters we met along the way uh, signed their names, wrote websites, wrote quotes. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd like to ask you if you could, because I I sort of heard through the grapevine that you guys had heard um, my show mentioned from time to time. And since I only really get to talk to people who end up talking to me about the show, uh, if you guys had uh, heard a little bit about Free Domain Radio on the road, if you could share a little bit of what you heard, that would be of great interest to me and perhaps uh, uh, to my listeners and perhaps uh, particularly to those who've donated to keep it all going.
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people that uh, would, you know, we would talk about you know, a lot of things, but um, like their influences and uh, people would, would would drop your name uh, very often and uh, be big fans. I'm sure Pete and Adam have other experiences uh, with, with folks.
3: Yeah,
1: I just echo what Jason said again. Uh, I, I take a lot of interest in hearing how people made their personal journeys, you know, both because – you know, I value them as an individual, but also because if I meet somebody in the future who is similar, similarly positioned, I, m- I may suggest to them um, something that helped open someone else's mind and cause them to think, and, and many times your name, you know, your show was brought up as being very enlightening for them, so, you know, your show and Free Talk Live were probably, and like, Mises and Lou Rockwell were probably the three biggest sources of uh, that I can think of,
0: yeah. And when my name came up, yeah, uh, how many different ways did you hear it pronounced? Uh, just out of curiosity. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupted <laughs> you. Sorry, go
3: ahead. No, that's all right. I, I would say a lot. Um, I, I'm not even going to try because I've heard it so many times. I've probably adapted a few, and, and I wouldn't get it right. But I was also going to say that there's a website too that uh, a, a side product that Modern Diaries for taking called the Evolutionaries Websites, where people share their. Uh, their evolution to the, to the ideas of where they are now, whether that's uh, anarchist, anarchist, voluntarist, whatever. But um, that's at uh, evolutionaries.tumblr.com and uh, people can check that out or maybe uh, that'll encourage them to do their own video. But So people have mentioned your
0: name there. Well, that's great. I appreciate that. Do. Now, uh, yeah. and if you can send me an email with all the links, I will put them into the video when, uh, when I post it and uh, make it available in the audio stream. Um, and I... Don't want to keep you guys up too late because I know that you'd like to be in bed with some warm milk by about 9.30, 9.45. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to add uh, at the moment? Uh, any other um, comments or, or memories or websites or anything else that you would like to uh, to throw into the mix before we close down?
3: No, nothing. And this has been a pleasure. Uh, You're not bothering me at all. I've been playing poker online the whole time. I mean, this is like killing two birds with one stone for me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>
0: Actually, we've, uh, I've, we've been playing strip poker online, the two of us, which is why I'm not going to stand up.
3: Um, <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Well, that's a bet. <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh, I should probably uh, uh, <laughs> stop before I lose the next hand. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, Adam, Jason, and, and Pete. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time, uh, obviously the seven months, and thank you for taking the time to do it tonight. The website again MotorhomeDiaries.com, well worth checking out. I look forward to, with bated breath, uh, your documentary and uh, and your book. And I do appreciate you making it available to, available to people for free. And uh, I look forward, if you can ever make it to Canada, uh, be sure to uh, to come up because. Um, uh, my car needs some work on it and uh, it would just be great to have you guys with all that experience up here no, you're, you're always welcome up here anytime you come by uh, we will cook you up some, uh, some good food and uh, it would be great to sit down and chat so thank you so much for taking the time uh, this is Sven Molyneux from Free Domain Radio and uh, have yourselves a great evening and uh, again MotorhomeDiaries.com well worth checking out thanks so much guys thank you, guys. Thank
3: you. take thank you. care, thank you so much We have the good work